Hello everyone, welcome to Alpha and Omega TV. Hope you guys are having a great day. Today joining me in the studio is none other than the ungrateful, uh, undeserved... Not just <laughs> it's Brian, he's here today with us. Yes, the ungrateful being. <laughs> the, the ungrateful, the ungrace-deserving person. Uh, but the reality is we, we are all that person. We don't deserve it. But God gives it to us anyway, his grace, his mercy, and salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. So welcome to a new episode of Alpha and Omega TV. We want to thank you guys for joining us today. We have in our studio today, Maria is here. And you you guys still have not met her. You won't meet her today. But um, just, just so you guys know that her presence is here with us today. So that's always a great thing. So if you're new here... Uh, what we do is we broadcast live and uncut commentary regarding scripture, current events, testimonies, and teaching. We do this all for the glory of the one true living God, Jesus Christ. And uh, that's that's that. And we're on number 37. Are we on number 37? I lost count. It's great, actually. Is it? The ones who uh, are still loyal to us through the long... Yeah, all two of you guys. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it actually says we have a lot more than that. So we're not going to reveal the number, but um, we're not speaking to uh, a deaf audience in this case. So thank you guys for those of you guys who have still stuck around with us since the beginning. We This is only going to become a more and more um, consistent. But... Uh, I want to get right into what's going on right now. We know that here in California and obviously throughout the United States, we're going through the pandemic situation. Some people call it a pandemic. Some people call it um, just a bunch of lies. Some people call it political. Uh, but whatever the case, you may believe you are entitled to believe whatever you want to. That's the beauty of the United States. So we're currently in a pandemic. Uh, that's what the CDC says and the World Health Organization and uh, most of the most of the country is shut down at this point, and a lot of people in different countries are still shut down. But there is one place on Earth where uh, people are normal. They don't wear masks. They don't observe social distancing. And I'm pretty sure there's a, a lot more. But there is one church uh, who seems to be defying um, these expectations or these guidelines that have been set forth by the CDC. Some people may agree with this. Some people may disagree. Uh, please do let us know in the comments or a voicemail or however you reach out to us. Let us know what you think uh, about the whole social distancing, mask wearing, COVID-19 situation. Uh, we would definitely love to hear your take on it. But this place that we're talking about has no mask, is not observing social distancing, and everyone is welcome to come. And there are no restrictions. Everything is by choice, of course. Nobody is forced not to wear a mask. So you're more than welcome to wear a mask when you're there. You're more than welcome to observe social distancing if you can. Uh, but other than that, I mean, everything is pretty normal. It's a pre-pandemic atmosphere. And in my opinion, it is it feels beautiful. great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's like you get there and it's like, whoa, this is this is what the world used to be like before everyone got scared and before all these things were kind of thrown upon us. And now we have to live this new way Isolated. of life with masks and you have to be six feet away from the person next to you in line. So 
we're talking about grace today, guys, and um, it's a very it's a very different experience now because with all these guidelines set in place and with all the churches that are closed, a lot of them obviously are doing virtual services or online uh, streaming. We have Grace who's doing indoor services, outdoor services, live streaming, um, and I don't know how many different languages. Uh, but I think more than ever, I think Grace's message is really spreading right now. Uh, obviously, one, because they're in the news because of what's going on. Obviously, we want to talk about what's going on in terms of uh, uh, Grace is currently battling it out. with the state. Right. They're battling it out legally in terms of whether they could be open or not. And obviously, there's a few parameters that we want to get into. But uh, this weekend we went. It was uh, it was great. It was interesting because towards the end there was um, unfortunate news. There was a rebuke. There was a public rebuke of an elder. Uh, we won't mention who he is, obviously. Um, but anyways, one of the elders, very well known person, uh, was rebuked publicly, which is biblical. But the fact that it was done in such a large scale church and such a high profile church, you could say. And it was a high-profile elder because everyone knew him. Um, it was pretty impressive. And I think Pastor John MacArthur, MacArthur handled that um, extremely well. And you could tell that he genuinely, it did hurt him that one of his elders had, you know, is going through this and failed the way that he did. Because ultimately, that's what it is. But... Um, he expressed that he loved him. He expressed that they were going to rebuild him. And he expressed that the elder did express repentance. So that came to me as a shocker. That was um, not the shocker that he, could, that he could fail. But I had just never seen a rebuke done in real life. Um, as our previous church or churches, um, they didn't really govern the church as the Bible asks and demands for churches to be governed. So that to me was very, um, it was, it was amazing to see it because I don't think a lot of churches nowadays are doing that because churches are fighting right now to keep people in, not to, as Pastor John MacArthur said it, to keep the integrity of the flock. And, and that to me is, is something to be admired of this church that they say, hey, we have a huge church. We're in the public eye. Um, a lot of Christians know us. I mean, everyone, I would say almost everyone in the Christian community knows Pastor John MacArthur for a good thing or a bad thing, maybe because they think he's too strict or he's too, uh, some people say he's legalistic, which is not even the case at all. Um, if you've heard his sermons, you will re quickly realize that it's not legalistic at all. Um, but there's a lot of perspectives around him and the fact that he governs his church as biblically as possible is, I think is one of those things that you admire. You really do. You really do, especially in today. And I mean, let's, let's talk about the fact that we live in California, the place that is full of uh, people with very progressive values. They're not about keeping tradition and, and honoring God. But quite the opposite. It's actually the further we can move away from God, um, the better it is. The better it is for us. That's the, that's the the state we live in. 
And I think that that has to do with a lot of the problems we're going through today and how, I mean, what comes out of California, Hollywood being one of the biggest things, this is the biggest machine that is today uh, moving, moving the society the way that it wants and making people want to adapt whatever Hollywood is putting out. They eat, they take in. Um, so I don't know what, what did, what was your observations, um, this weekend and the past weekends that we've been going, uh, was something, I don't know, what did you learn this weekend? Just, we're just having a raw conversation of, of that. Um, if you want to also weigh in on the fact that Grace is in a lawsuit right now, uh, you're more than welcome to do that. If you have the knowledge, <laughs> you probably haven't no. looked into it. No, no, uh, that's fine. <laughs> But uh, what what struck you about this weekend or the past weekends that we've been going to church uh, at Grace Community Church? What struck me the, the, the most? Yes. Oh dear, you caught me off guard with that one. No, nothing, nothing struck like out of the ordinary. I, I'm pretty happy that we're able to go and just learn, learn from from John MacArthur in a very. Are you happy that your face is free from a mask? Yeah. <laughs> so human, especially wearing glasses. Those people wearing glasses it gets really far. Oh yeah, far don't far. even <laughs> that's one of the things that I've heard is like the biggest thing with people who have glasses. The foggy glasses. That struggle is real. <laughs> Sorry, I can't relate that's, to that's that. That's why I gotta like put my mask down to my uh to my mouth. My sister gets mad because I put it underneath my nose. It's like, no, I'll put it up in your in your face. Oh. Brian, you're breaking the CDC guidelines. Oh, your mask is infected now. You have to use a new one. <laughs> It's like you put it on your neck. Now it's infected with whatever your neck has. There's yeah, so many things. People are so paranoid about it. But yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. I'm, I'm just very happy that we're able to, uh, to um, be around with our brothers and sisters and, and learn together as well, as in the past. Like instead of a, I guess with guidelines. I guess. Yeah, but. definitely. It's, a, it's a refreshing thing. Uh, we have a guest here today with us. Um, would you like to weigh in on what you uh, observed, what you thought about? No, Maria says she's not revealing her identity just yet. <laughs> okay, so uh, definitely, um, while she's here with us, you could probably feel it through this transmission. You could feel the presence Very of strong. Maria. She's here. <laughs> she's not going to reveal her identity. And uh, quite frankly, I don't even know if we will ever reveal who she is. Maybe. Maybe that's going to be the great mystery of Alpha and Omega TV. Who is Maria? How do you know? <laughs> yeah. Who is she? Did you see her? If you, if you hear closely the past uh, 10 seconds back, you'll hear her <laughs> voice distinctly. So listen for that. Anyways, back to the subject. So definitely one of those things that you... Um, if you're in California, it would be a great thing if you're not afraid of, you know, being without a mask or you can put on a mask. You're more than welcome to wear a mask, uh, the whole time you're at grace, but definitely one of those things that if you haven't come and visited grace church, grace community church in Sun Valley, uh, definitely one of those things to, to do before you die. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> to do it before you, uh, hang hang your shoes before you uh, hang the towel, kick the bucket, whatever you want to call it, but definitely um, recommend it personally. And I mean, if you can't even, if you don't have the chance, maybe you're listening from another state or country, you can always download the grace to you app, uh, plug, 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 
but it's it's one of those things that I think when when we began our journey, it's it's indispensable as as you go into scripture and now you're studying it a little bit differently, uh, because um, a lot of today's churches don't emphasize the importance of reading scripture in context, uh, learning the history behind it, learning customs, learning the language uh, languages that are used, the Greek, the Hebrew, Aramaic. They they don't really get into that. And it's not to say that you can't just read the Bible and, and understand the gospel message, which is the important truth in it, um, but to really break it down and understand the, the whole context. Especially the um, meaning of each word. Correct. Um, in, in that language you're referencing to uh, Aramaic, Greek, and Hebrew. Breaking it down to that point, very edifying and helpful when reading the scripture. Definitely. And knowing how many times it's being used. John MacArthur always explains how many times it's being used in, throughout the whole entire Bible. Some some words once, <laughs> one time in the Bible. Right. So it's very, very nice. <laughs> yeah, some of the things that um, what he's mentioning is sometimes when things are repeated, uh, the Jews never really used exclamation marks like we do. So you're not going to see an exclamation mark um, probably in the text that you're reading. But if you see something repeated or three times, that's like an extreme emphasis on something. But if something is repeated twice, it's like they're shouting it out type thing. So these little things that they do make a difference as you're reading and you're reading a chapter in scripture, they, they make all the difference to truly understand what God is trying to say to his people. And a lot of the times we take things out of context. Um, we, we take one scripture where God is speaking to a specific people, a specific audience, um, his disciples. And then we apply that to ourselves saying that we can do everything that the apostles did. But he was specifically giving them, uh, when the apostles were performing signs and wonders, he specifically gave them that authority to do these things, to cast out demons, to to uh, heal the sick, uh, heal the blind. He gave them the authority. And if, when you read scripture, it says that he sent them out with this authority to do this. Uh, today, people claim that they can do this just because they say, well, Jesus is speaking here and he's saying it to me. But no, he said it to the apostles and they did that to validate the message of scripture. They did that to, to validate um, the messenger, which means that he was being sent from God. These, these men, these disciples, and they were given that temporary um, power to do these things. And it was by the power of the Holy Spirit that these things were done. So uh, don't just take anything <laughs> from the Bible and say, oh, well, you know, Peter got bitten by, or uh, not Peter, um, Paul got bitten by a snake and then he went and then he healed someone with that same hand. I can do that too. Like, I just need to get bitten by a snake. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. The snake isn't going to give you superpowers and you're most likely going to die if it's a venom snake. Uh, you might want to watch a few um, few Robert Irwin uh, clips. Maria, Maria, um, he's, Maria just smiled really big right now when I said Robert Irwin. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Steve Irwin is the original, of course. His son now, Robert Irwin's taking his place. But um, if you want to learn a few things about snakes, definitely look at, uh, is, are they still on Animal Planet? Yeah, still on Animal Planet, I think. Discovery Channel, right? Discovery Channel, Animal Planet, either one of those. But learn a few things about snakes before you get bitten by one. Chances are um, you're not going to be able to heal someone because you got bitten by a snake. Huh? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Let's uh, try to cut out the <laughs> audio before she speaks. We're, we're going to have to blur it up. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so definitely, uh, it, it doesn't apply. Another thing, uh, now that I'm on this subject, not the, the promises of the Bible do not apply to non-believers. As unfortunate as this is, and this might come as a surprise to you, but the promises that God has for believers um, are solely for believers. The promise of salvation to those who come to him is for everyone. But now being adopted into the family of Christ, uh, the promises that he has in the book only belong to his children. I'm guilty of using promises to the unbelievers. <laughs> Yeah, because that's the thing. I was, that's... I was uh, kind of <laughs> put into that uh, mentality that the unbelievers have these promises too if they if they turn to Christ. Well, that's kind of true. Well, no, it is true. If they turn to Christ and, and when they turn to Christ, it applies to them. But again, this is this is how today's society is taught because we want to make everyone feel good and welcome. And there's nothing wrong with encouraging people. There's nothing wrong with with um with building them up however when it when it comes to to addressing the gospel situation before people can understand the promise and, and the beauty of grace and mercy they have to understand how where they start from what point we're at where are we before christ what what is our condition and if we don't understand that then we'll just think that we are the best thing that could ever happen to the earth and that we don't need salvation we don't need god to save us we don't need him. We don't need him to to clean us up. We don't need him to forgive our sins because we're great as it is. So that's kind of how they sell Christianity today. They start with "You are amazing. You are great. You are wise. You are loved." <laughs> and then they just God is obsessed with you. He loves you just the way you are. And he doesn't want to change a thing about you because he loves you. You filthy sinner. <laughs> I, I, I have heard these exact things said verbatim, like word by word, even with the voice. You have to do the voice for it to be anointed. Okay. You have to. This is part of, this is part of selling it. To Not the to culture. mention adding a little bit of music in the background. You have to <laughs> add the music in the background. And then once you have the music. Once you have the lights, the voice, because God loves you. And then you wait for them to start tearing up. <laughs> and then you just, you just hold it for, for, for emphasis and the tears just start flowing. And then you just start building on that. Those tears that you have, it's, it's the Lord reminding you how precious, how perfect you are in his eyes. Man, how do I know this? Because <laughs> I used to do it, unfortunately, okay? I used to do this and it's not something I'm proud of, but this is not the right way to do things. Can we minister to people who are believers and tell them that God loves them? Of course. Can we minister to, to God's children and say, Hey, you know what? Everything is going to work itself out. God has, God has the perfect plan. He's, he's doing it in your life. Yes, we can do that. You, we can do that. Yes. We can tell an unbeliever that God has a plan for their life. Yeah. What is the plan for everyone to be saved? But when we go about telling non-believers that they are perfect just the way that they are, that they, have, they don't have to change anything about themselves and that God loves them just the way they are. And to say that is, is if you love someone just the way, then you wouldn't change a thing about them. But what does the gospel do? It changes you. It changes you from the inside out and it changes your ideas. It changes the way that you look at life. 
and it changes even the way that you act and treat others. It changes everything. <laughs> so God is not going to love us just the way that we are like, and, and not change anything. If you love someone, you're going to teach them. If you love someone, you're going to discipline them. And if you love someone, you're going to tell them the truth, even if it hurts, but it's going to be for their own good. So um, that's one of the biggest issues that is coming out of a lot of churches, not even just here in California. Um, it's everywhere. But we're talking right now about California and, and its current state um, here in California and, and in many places. But for some reason, um, I don't know if you guys have heard, but a lot of people are leaving California. And for a good reason, you know, the, um, the government is not the best and taxes are crazy. And these are all worldly things. You know, these are all worldly things. It's part of the system that we live in. Um, they're not important at the end of the day. They're not. Um, they do have a small effect on our lives in terms of, you know, extra money or lack of money that we're going to have because we're paying taxes. Um, but this is the reason why a lot of people are leaving. And it's just because there's lack of leadership. And um, people don't want to work hard for themselves and build themselves up and uh, make their own money and take care of themselves. California wants to go to a place where the government provides everything, you know, free education, free everything. The Bible is very clear, though, if, if one doesn't work, one doesn't eat. You know, that's a biblical principle. If you do not work, you don't eat. <laughs> you know, that's that's life. Unfortunately, um, and I mean, even anyone today that is looking to eat can go somewhere, ask for food. They're working to get their food. They're asking someone and they'll be fed most of the time here in America. That's the beauty of living here. Other places don't have it like that. But that's where we're kind of going into uh, that. That's what's going on here in California. And um, and now with this whole pandemic situation, then people are more afraid than ever. People are more afraid than ever, and it's kind of like it's a, it's a race to give up our freedom more and more each day, more and more each day. And um, I think it was a week or two weeks ago that uh, Pastor John MacArthur was talking about, will things get better? Oh. The short answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to get better. Uh, I, think, I, I don't think that we're not going to have a relief after this whole pandemic situation. I'm pretty sure a relief will come. And things will co start going back to normality. But in terms of the distress that you see today, the protests, uh, quote unquote, peaceful protests, a lot of those, um, you're seeing a lot more of that. You're seeing a lot more people that are distressed. And rightly so, because again, again, the, the pandemic is leading people to be afraid to go outside. A lot of them have lost their jobs because of this. So that kind of just adds to the numbers. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, I don't, I haven't heard much statistics about suicide rates, Yeah. but I'm pretty sure they're up. I'm pretty sure they're up more than ever because before people can, could relieve temporarily, they could relieve themselves from the pressures of life by what? Doing what? Going out. Social activities. Social activities. Hanging out with friends. Going out with friends. Uh, going to church. Mm -hmm. But now because everything is closed down and and now there's this uh, talk of a virus that's out there. It's airborne. By the way, today they just corrected it. The CDC corrected that the virus is not airborne. 
Um, CDC is wrong about a few things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few things to, to be very kind to them. They're, they're wrong about a few things. And today um, I was just reading an article that they corrected that the virus is not airborne and that it does not travel six feet in the air. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, this is a correction today. Please do look it up. Confirm that I am telling you the truth. But um, that just came out. And then uh, I think three weeks back, uh, Pastor John MacArthur said the CDC had updated. I looked it up. I don't know if they updated and then they kind of went back. But um, the CDC had published a report that only 6% of the 156,000 cases that have died here in the U.S. So around um, 16,000. Yeah, it's... No, around 10,000, actually. Those, those are the people that uh, actually died confirmed from COVID-19. Everything else was... It's inflated. It's inflated. Now, some of you guys will disagree. That's perfectly fine. Some of you guys will agree. Uh, some of you guys will straight up say COVID-19 doesn't exist. <laughs> and you're welcome to think that. Um, we're not denying that it exists. I mean, I'm pretty sure it does if we're talking about it. But that the numbers that are coming out from the CDC are accurate, that's a whole different conversation. So take it with take it with a grain of salt, if you will. But um Two things were updated, like I said, that the virus is not airborne, six feet in the air, it doesn't travel, and um, only 6% of those 156,000, 150,000 plus people, uh, they're not all directly linked to COVID-19. So that was, uh, Pastor John MacArthur straight up said there is no pandemic. <laughs> straight up, straight up he said that. And obviously the world was in an uproar because, <laughs> you know, there's all these people who, again, it's fear. It's, um, it's the fear of death. And I think that's one of the things that as believers in a sovereign God, that's one of the things that it doesn't mean that we're going to play with this thing and, you know, we're going to go out and, and say, oh, you know, everybody cough on me or something like that. No, you're, you're not going to be dumb because you, you don't test the Lord in, in those things. Um, if a true, a true unbeliever has no fear of death because they know, they know the Lord. They know the, our one true living God, our sovereign God. But on the other hand, unbelievers should fear the most. Should Definitely. A, well, yeah, because a lot of the people who don't believe, they don't know where they're going. They, they don't, they're indifferent or they do, but they just never think about it. We, we don't think about death when we're so young. We don't think about the fact that our life will come to an end one day because we're so busy and caught up in ourselves and what our lives, we want to make our lives to be. But I think when the question is raised, I think people do think about death and it's a scary thing if you don't know where you're going. The, the brain doesn't like unanswered information. It doesn't like, it doesn't like mysteries because it wants to solve them and it wants to know what's going to happen. And so, a great comfort to us as Christian believers mm -hmm. is that we know where we're going. Exactly. After, after our life here on earth. Exactly. Not, and it's going to be, Revelation describes it very beautiful. We're going to be worshiping Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit, the God. It's going to be a beautiful thing. And it is. We, we have an eternal destination. We have an eternal destination and everybody who comes to know Christ has an eternal destination. That, that's the beauty of being in the hands of Christ, having your life in him. And that every believer 
every true believer, like you said, isn't afraid of death because we know where we're going after. And it's not something to be, to be said pridefully because we didn't do it on our merits. We didn't do it because we're good people. We're not. We did it or it happens because of his life, because of Jesus's life. That is counted to us as holiness. That is counted to us as righteousness. It's not because of us. So anytime you guys hear us talking about or hearing a true Christian talk about, well, I know where I'm going. They, a true Christian knows that it's not because of them. They boast in Christ. Exactly. They boast in Christ. And the work that has been done is of Christ. Mm-hmm. So no unbeliever, no true, no true believer, I'm sorry, no true believer is ever going to boast that they got there on their own merits. It's not God does half the work and I do my part. Nope. <laughs> people, people have this misconception, even some Christians. It's not half and half. It's Christ 100% all I, the way. But I read my Bible every day. <laughs> but I read my Bible so God gives me favor. <laughs> no, you have favor because of God's grace and mercy. That's the only reason. And God delights in his children. Yes, those who, those who strive to follow him and do his will. Yes, God is pleased with. But it doesn't mean you're more special. It doesn't mean you have more anointing. It doesn't mean that your words have power or that your prayers mean more than uh, someone else who is repenting of all of their sins. It doesn't. There is no difference. The only difference is that you've understood you've been forgiven and you walk in that and your life should reflect that. So I think we're going to wrap it up in this, this, um, this episode with that final thought. Um, we spoke a little bit about grace and then we spoke about forgiveness. (laughs) We spoke about God's forgiveness. Um, and just the fact that each one of you guys listening, that God doesn't turn anyone away who comes to him humbly and recognizes their sin, recognizes their sin, their shortcomings, and understands that without Christ, there is no forgiveness of sin. Your merits cannot get you into heaven. Your charity work cannot get you into heaven. It doesn't matter if you end world hunger. It doesn't matter if you end world poverty. It doesn't matter if you give lots of monies to a church to charity. a church, or to find the cure for cancer. None, none of that matters if you are not right with the God of the universe. And the only way to get right with the God of the universe is through the son and understanding the sacrifice of the son on the cross. So all of you guys listening, as we always say here, while there is time, seek the Lord while he may be found and um, think, think more about your life. Now that we have all these things unfolding, maybe in another episode, we'll get into uh, the peace deals in the middle East, which are prophetic in a way. Because there hasn't been peace in the Middle East for a long time. So maybe we can talk about that on our next episode. But with all this being said, guys, we encourage you, um, number one, get right with God. The only way to do that is through the sun. And um, get into scripture, get into a good church that preaches the Bible. It's kind of difficult to do that right now because all of them are closed. (laughs) But if you're in the LA area, Sun Valley, definitely check out Grace Community Church. 
there's podcasts if you download the app gty exactly very good very good episodes they break it down great um and reach out to us if you have any questions as well we'll be more than happy to help you along the way Uh, we're not experts we don't claim to be but uh, we can point you in the right direction we care for your soul we care for your salvation that is the most important thing um you maybe you might be worried a lot about coronavirus um you should be worried about the eternal condition of your soul and where you're headed after because coronavirus is going to be a temporary thing chances are you could get sick feel bad and then get better but the condition of your soul and where you're at with god is going to affect the afterlife it's going to affect what happens to you after and there's only two things that could happen there is um going home with the father to a place called heaven which is beautiful there is no pain there is no suffering no more tears only paradise and then there's the other place which is the weeping and gnashing of teeth eternal torment and never able to escape that place that uh, Jesus describes as weeping and gnashing of te- teeth we know it as hell so two places and you can you can choose <laughs> you can whether you come to god humbly and understand that his love is is true and and there is forgiveness of sin through him only or you can reject the son one or the other so with that being said with that being said i would love to end with titus chapter 3 verses 3 to 7 for we ourselves also were sometimes foolish disobedient deceived serving diverse lusts and pleasures living in malice and envy hateful and hating one another but after the kindness and love of our god and our savior toward men appeared not by righteous not by works of righteousness which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the holy spirit which he shed uh, shed on us abundantly through jesus christ our savior that being justified by his grace we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Amen to that. That pretty much sums it up. Thank you very much guys for joining us on today's episode. We will see you on the next one. Over and out.